0: What is up, guys, and welcome to the special World Cup Qualifier Preview episode of Guarani Vision, the first ever podcast dedicated to Paraguayan football in English. As always, I'm Roberto Rojas, and joining me are my two great co-hosts, Federico Perez and Maria Britos. And guys, here we are. It is the final international window of the year for 2023, and obviously we are here to talk about Paraguay's final two World Cup qualifiers for 2023 as they look to qualify for the World Cup here in the United States, Mexico, and Canada. Two big games First of all, against Chile and Santiago on Thursday, and then hosting Par um, Colombia at the Defensores del Chaco on Tuesday. Two big games, really at stake in the entire qualifying process. You really, you know, trying to close it off on a good, on a high, and and to continue to be in contention as as you know we're getting into obviously the nitty gritty things of a of a season. Sorry, of a campaign that's going to be very tight for Paraguay, and you know I I think I'll go to Feather on this one because. You know, obviously, here we are, we're about about 48 hours from here until that game against Chile, and honestly, man, I, I don't know if I feel like, and, you know, we're speaking about a Paraguay set that just came off from their last one against Bolivia, they, they won it at the scruff of their necks uh, over there, thanks to the goal from Sanabria, but it feels like the vibe hasn't been that good for some reason. Like, I don't know, it's maybe just because of this low optimism optimism on of Paraguay as a whole and then just how the national team will do. Maybe it's because of the injuries of some of the players that are not going to be there. I mean, that you're there. You're over there, and obviously, in Paraguay. What's, what's kind of the mood, and what's your mood heading into this these last two final World Cup qualifiers for the year?
1: Yeah, hi, Roberto. Hi, Maria. Hi to everybody listening to What Any InVision. Here we are with another preview episode. We got a couple games to end the year, and I'm actually excited. Obviously, we were coming off from a win. So, you, you got to be positive about that after seeing a couple of players, uh, especially shine out, even though, yeah, Miguel Amiro was going to be out. Uh, he had a great game against Bolivia. He was probably one of the best ones out there in the del Taco. I think team is going to miss him. But, hey, it's opportunities for other players. The list is, uh, has a couple of new players. Also, we got to review that. We're going to look back into the whole list that Garnero threw at us especially from the local players. A lot of players from Libertad, Libertad had just clinched their new uh, a new tournament, the Clausura. They won their title, uh, what is it, 24 titles now, uh, short titles for uh, Libertad, who's getting closer to Cerro Porteño, who are the teams that have obviously the most titles and are the most popular teams here in Paraguay. But we besides getting, besides the local tournament, we got to get into this Aguerofa mode. I, I do think that people have to, be a lot more positive about the the team. Um I don't think the team really outshined against or Bolivia. That's why people are kind of maintaining their feet on the ground. They're not, they're not really on the high with this team, especially because, you know, we we had this situation before where we won a game and then we were back and then we went back a couple of steps. So hopefully that does not happen with Daniel Garnero. We're still under this new coach. It's still very important to him. Uh, to end the year the best way possible. And for a couple of players, maybe to show up, Roberto, I think it's a very good opportunity. We're not going to have action again until September of next year. So it's a whole bunch of months. It's It's a lot of time before the next game comes up, obviously in the middle of the Copa America. But as for the World Cup itself, it's a long time. So these are the two games we gotta win. We gotta go get Barizo out of Chile because that's our first opponent, and then we gotta have a really nice meeting against Colombia here to end it up in the and de Chaco in front of our crowd.
0: Yeah, a lot of storylines on this one, Maria. Obviously, like had mentioned, Chile obviously a side with Eduardo Bariso, our ex-manager. Mm-hmm. Colombia as well, you know, a side that's also trying to find its feet. Obviously really coming into the news as of recently due to the, um, the kidnapping of Luis Diaz's parents, obviously they are now freed. So that's a lot of emotion from them. And obviously for us, like Fede has mentioned, yeah, it's the last two games until we play again for a World Cup qualifier until September. We also have a Copa America, which, you know, finally in about a few weeks right there in Miami, actually, where you are Maria, we'll get to find out where Paraguay will be playing uh, that Copa America in the United States. We get to find out who they'll be facing. So yeah, it's it really is the kind of the, the final chance, at least for this year, to really assess the whole year. You know, trying to assess really what's been a a crazy year for Paraguay, where they've undergone so many players, managers, a bunch of things that happen, as always as we see in Paraguay. And and I think hopefully that you know with this these two games against Chile and Colombia, that they can at least close it out on a high, where you know getting the win is also important, but also being in contention still to qualify for the World Cup.
2: Yeah, it's definitely one of those um, you know, time one of those games that it's going to be a lot of pressure for for the for the whole team. But you know, um they are coming from a high, so um, you know, hopefully they can continue that streak. Um, you know, with the with the news of of Miguel Almirón, it's just a lot of I think downs and I think maybe that like you said that's why the mood has been a little bit different. But I also seen I've, I've read a little bit of some articles, and I've seen a little bit of optimism in the players, you know, oh, you know, they're sad that he's gone, but there's a lot of players that can take up his place and 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 you know keep the momentum going, keep the the players um, you know uh, uh, up to speed with with this, you know this at the end of the day this is our this is uh, there's a, there's a goal in, for this team, and that is to continue. To be in contention for for the qualifiers, and if um next year and you know we're gonna wait a whole year for 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 the next game, then there's definitely a lot more pressure on these players to to continue the 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 streaks, uh, the winning streaks. So yeah, there's a lot going on for sure.
0: And obviously, we go into some of the players that will be on the squad. We'll be looking to hopefully. Give a little bit of joy to Paraguayan fans all over the world as we look at uh, the list here. Obviously, the one name that will not be there will be Miguel Mirón, obviously due to the injury that he had for Newcastle United against Bournemouth just a few days ago. Uh, It's a level, it's a grade one hamstring injury, so therefore he will not be able to travel to Paraguay. But looking at the list as a whole, here is how it is at the moment. For the goalkeepers, the same as always, Carlos Coronel, Santiago Rojas, and Juan Espinola. In the defense, we have Gustavo Gomez, Junior Alonso, Fabián Valbuena, Robert Rojas, Omar Matías Espinosa, Juan Caset is a new name here. You, um the kid from Lanús in Argentine born as we had mentioned beforehand. And Nestor Jiménez, as as Fed had mentioned, one of the many Libertad players on this squad to close off the uh, the mid, uh, the the defense. Looking into the midfield, Richard Sanchez, Matías Villasanti, Kaku Romero Gamara, Matías Rojas, Andrés Cubas, Gastón Jiménez. Diego Gomez, Ramon Sosa, Álvaro Campuzano, Matías Galarza, Ernesto Caballero, another Libertad player, and Ivan Leguizamón to close out the midfields. And finally, in the attack, Alan Barredo, Gabriel Avalos, Antonio Sanabria. And to you, Fede, you know, a name, and I'm going to go to you now on this one, the final name and the one that people felt a bit surprised uh, that were, that he was there. But of course, given his good form that he's had for Libertad this year, it's uh it's it's good to at least allow him to get the opportunity to maybe finalize his career for the Paraguay national team or as a whole. Oscar Tacuara Cardoso, so forty years old, he is back on the squad. I don't know how I feel about that, man. It's just it just feels so odd that someone like him, who again, I appreciate the career that he's had. He's had a fantastic time uh, during his time as a national team player or as a player in clubs, but are you really gonna stick a forty-year hole on this Paraguay national team and taking on very experienced sides like Chile and Colombia? I mean, I don't think he's gonna start, regardless. But man, that's uh its a—it's an interesting squad by Garneto and multiple Lirita players on this one. And the last time I checked, it's like five of them, if I'm not mistaken. So really, going back to uh, his roots as a as a Lierta manager, calling up these players that he's used to.
1: Yeah, the first thing that catches your eye when you see this list is, wow, uh, how, what a bunch of Libertad players, right? I mean, this hasn't happened before with other managers. So, yeah, it clearly has to do with the fact that Carnero was just right there. He he has the confidence on these players. And, hey, Tacuara Cardoso is looking younger than ever. Roberto, right? I don't know. What you're thinking about, I know you want to retire him already. I know you think that 40 years old might be old for you. But, hey, these guys are still doing it in the Paraguayan League. And to be honest with you, the Paraguayan League has a lot of experienced players. So when you look into the league right now and you see uh, uh, Roque Santa Cruz, you see Atacuara Cardoso still uh, having an impact in the game, still being a top scorer even. at Taquara, uh, it's not the case of Roque Cruz. He's played a lot less. He's had problems with injuries, but not Taquara Cardoso. Uh, uh, Oscar has been doing great. He's been the starting player in Libertadores, also having big games. I think he's had a phenomenal year. And uh, I would even link it up to last year. Maybe he was waiting for that call, for that return. With the last couple of managers with Ferriso, he had he had an opportunity. He had a couple of calls before. Uh, with not so much with Esteloto. I don't think he had uh, any opportunity with him. But, uh, you know, he's always been under the radar. I mean, because he's always been playing. He hasn't had many problems with injuries, even though last time around, the, the last call-up, he was injured. I think he was going to be called up uh, because Garnero had him already uh, around his head. He was already thinking about him. So, I don't know what kind of spot he's going to have in the team. I don't think he's going to start in either of the te- in either of the games, to be honest with you guys, especially seeing the other kind of strikers that we have. Hey, Tony just scored in a very important goal against Bolivia. Are, is he going to get the confidence to start? Are you going to give it to Gabriel Avalos? Adam Barreiro can't play the first game against Chile, so you're going to have to look for a forward. You're going to have to make up your mind, and I don't think it's gonna be Oscar Taquara Cardoso the first option. But you never know with Gandero, he's given a lot of confidence to the Libertad players, Maria. So are you surprised to see Oscar Cardoso? Are you happy or do you want to retire him like Roberto has already done?
2: Um, you know, it's I'm I was definitely surprised when, you know, we saw his name in the roster. But um if if you guys have um, heard our conversation with Romina in our last interview, in our last episode, we spoke about this, and and I think maybe you know maybe Garnero listened to our episode, and you know he said, hey, I gotta bring in someone experienced with experience, kind of to like line up this uh this new team and and give them some confidence, you know, um, because I did mention sometimes when you bring in play, uh um older players with experience you have someone that can you know booster the players confidence give them all the experience talk to them and 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 teach these players you know what they have learned especially from someone like like Tacuara that has had so much history with our Albiroja and and to me i think you know it, it it might not be such a good thing from the in in the sense of you know him playing with the team but him being like a uh, someone for the players to look up to, someone for 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 Garnero to have him on the side and and help him, you know, with the players. I think maybe that's the point of, of him being in this team. Um, I agree with that. He might not play this time around, but I, my guess is that Garnero has him because he wants, you know. He wants the team to lighten up and 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 be more bring life into the to the players because you know like the last few games we haven't seen any of that you know we, we had one win and and it was against Bolivia no offense but you know it was against Bolivia so we we need that kind of confidence again in this team and I think that's the point uh we'll see maybe maybe he does play maybe he plays the last few minutes of a match who knows but um I am excited to see him back again in this in this team.
0: I mean, obviously, we need the goals. I mean, that's something that has we've been deprived of for quite some time. So, I'd love to be proven wrong by anyone that could score. Even if it is Takwara. then so be it. But, I don't know. I I feel a bit more pessimistic on this end because I think… Okay,
1: hold on, Roberto. If you didn't call Takwara, who would you, who you call? Who's, who's not on the list that you would have called? Like, out of the forwards that we have available. Like, I don't oh, know who to call that. A young yeah. one? Do you, do you like anyone that's young? Do you, do you, there's a that scored almost the same amount of goals in Nacional. That that's a young name that's about to go back to Libertad. He was on loan. I don't know. That's the only name that I see out there. A, a, a lot of people were saying that Alex Arce who had, who's having a tremendous year. That was the name I was thinking of. That was the name
0: I was thinking of. Maybe playing him. in the
1: second division. Yeah,
0: that's a that's the only thing. It's you expecting
1: like, you expecting a young name?
0: I was expecting some new names. Yeah, like Alex Arce. I mean, I I think looking at the last like call ups that we've gotten like. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez, Charlie Gonzalez hasn't really been convincing. Robert Morales, he really hasn't been going as well. So he's been someone that I've kind of been disappointed that he hasn't had a lot of games, uh, especially ever since tearing up his, I think it was his ACL or had like that really bad injury against Ecuador. He hasn't have been given a chance. Esteban um, Ferreira has kind of fallen off as well. What's going on with Isidro Pita as well? That's another name that I haven't heard in a while. So. Yeah, I mean, as well, you're kind of deprived of options as well. So yeah, you have a point there. It's like, who do you put in, as well? But uh, no, it's just, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen any like lineups as of yet of that would assume that Aguayo will play against Chile this Thursday. But honestly, Fede and Maria, I I, I wouldn't do it. Like, I I think for now, especially since he's won that place in the last game, I, I think you have to start Tony Sanaria, and that's the big question: who do you start? As the striker, because you're going to have, obviously, looking at the squad as well, you're going to have Ramon Sosa. My guess is that Kaku Romero is going to come in to replace Almiron, who would come in. So then that leaves your number nine. Who is it going to be? Do we stick with Sanabria? Does he try again with Vareiro? See what he does. does he try with Avalos. See what he can do. I mean, what 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 do you, what says you guys? Fede, I mean, I'll go to you. I mean, for me, if I had to choose, if I was Garnero, I'd pick Sanabria just based on kind of the form right now um, of what he did for the national team.
1: You know, this is something that I'm also, I'm also going to follow in these first games that, you know, Garnero's managing the team. Like, uh, see if he uh, gives the confidence to those players that, that that have an impact in the game that are important in, in each match. And I think Tony Sonaver did have an impact in the game. He came from the bench. He gave us the important goal. He gave us that piece that we weren't getting against Bolivia. So I do think it's now that you have to put him in the team, especially with Alan Barreto out, you know, give him the opportunity to be the the starting nine and give him the responsibility to also have the same impact in the game starting, not just coming in from the bench, not trying to just be uh, the salvation for the team. So I am expecting for Tony Sarabria to uh, obviously take on this opportunity and not let it go because Avalos has, had a great season, and I do think he also deserves the spot, but Alan Barreto is a totally different player from them. I I do think that Tony and uh, Gabriel are players that can play really inside the box, and they are players that don't like to fight that much against uh, the the center backs, so uh, Alan does have that you know, he, he runs out a, a lot more than, than those other two players that probably wait for the ball a lot more in the box. So if they're different in that sense. Uh, Garnero only likes to play with just one forward, even though against Bolivia, we did end up playing with Gabriel Avalos and Tony Sanabria in the moment that we scored. So you got to think about those opportunities again, about about those situations. Also, we might see, I don't know, Tacuara and Tony Sanabria together in that match against Colombia if, we, if we're not able to score again. I think is trying to put also his imprint on the team. And he's he likes to attack the guys. I mean, he showed it against Bolivia. We're going to we're going to, uh, we're gonna go up against his team, so we're gonna to try to beat them. And I love that attitude from him. So hey, I think that whoever starts is gonna get the opportunity, but I do think that he's still gonna to try to give everybody their chance. Uh, I I think the number nine jersey, the center forward spot is still open up for grabs.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree there, Fede. Um, he's trying to, you know, Garnero's trying to spice up the team a little bit. And and we always talked about how we need a team that's a little more attacking and, and a little more um, you know, we need more goals. So I think that's his um that's his goal in this um in this new team. Um, you know, I, I agree. Sanabria has proven himself to to get this spot and and you know, he had the goal last time, the winning goal, and then he had a, a really interesting game as well against Argentina. Um, he was on the spotlight. So um yeah, I I I think that um with Car- Car- Cardoso there again, um it might be a good um it might it might be a good team up with, with Sanabria. Um but I do I would like to see as well Kaku. Uh, play and maybe and in, in, you know maybe he plays sanabia and then maybe he plays Kaku um and you know either or matches um because I think he's also we have been waiting for him to come back as well for so long and and he he finally is here and 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 he always gives us great games and and he it's always fun to watch him as well so yeah um it's definitely going to be one of those um a difficult decision i guess for garnero to to make in in especially against um colombia because they've they've had you know a really good last couple of games chile chile has been a little bit uh t- you know a little um have had a little bit more problems lately but i i think colombia will be kind of like the the decisive match as well
0: it's going to be tough, like, honestly, just going ahead and, and really looking at some of the, the stats real quick and, and really going into this game, because I think, like you said, this Chile side is not the strongest. It really isn't like it's it's not the most convincing, you know, the fact that they, they were able to beat a, a really poor Peru side on the day. Um, you know, this is also a, a team that lost three nil to Venezuela over there in Venezuela. Um, and and you know was able to snatch a draw against Colombia. So obviously they're still in the contention, but nevertheless it feels like for both these teams they're really in a in a situation where they they they're in a must win. Whereas Paraguay go into it with a must win against Chile. Chile are also going for a must win. So these teams they cannot lose. Like it's it's really going into that. And you know I think Fede going into really this kind of <laughs> environments and you get to face an old head you have to face Eduardo so a lot of a manager that knows this team he's managed a lot of these players and i don't know if this is going to be something that is going to be to our advantage or disadvantage because obviously he has to he has kind of the, the say of how it goes for some of these players but it's it's all about that it's it's going to be a really tight game and i think eventually the, the team that does lose this game if there is a loser I think are really going to confirm themselves out of the World Cup, I'd say, you know, and I think, you know, for Chile's case, they know that the big obligation is to beat them and I guess for so kind of sweet revenge as well.
1: Yeah, as, as most of the players actually arrived here in Paraguay, they were asked about Eduardo Verizzo and m- most of them just showed respect, right, to the former manager of the Alvaro Roja. I think there was a good relationship there between the players and the manager. I just think the manager just didn't do a good job. That's why he didn't stay on the job. Uh, and and the same thing is happening now with Chile. You can see that he's not finding the team. He's not finding the right players. He's trying to mix up with young players that old generation that won a couple of Copa America. But if you don't have those players on their top form, I'm talking about Vidal, Alexis Sanchez. If they're not there and if they're not hundred percent, it's kind of hard to see the best Chile team. And that's thing. And I think that's been their uh, uh, main problem so far that they haven't have they haven't found the young players and their stars haven't outshined in the qualifiers yet. Hopefully, they don't wake up right against us, right? Um, but especially because I do think that we kind of found the team, guys. I, I was looking at the list, and I was thinking, hey, look, Gardero's not going to touch the team that much, and I, I think he has his, his mind set up on the on the goalkeeper. It's going to be Coronel again. I do think it's going to be Robert Rojas on the on the right back, just because we lost uh, Alberto Spinola due to an injury uh, on the last combo, and then we're going to have Gustavo Gomez, Omar Alrede, really played uh, played really well against Bolivia. I do think he's going to play again. And Matias Pinoza, we find our left back. So, we got our defense pretty much set. I don't know if you guys have uh, uh, any arguments there. Then we have Andres Cuba, which, is, which has been a very important player to to get the balls back. Diego Gomez is coming back to the midfield. I do think he's going to have a spot there. Matias Villasanti, probably the best midfiel- midfielder we have right uh, out there as of right now. There's even talk that he might leave the Brazilian League and might go to Europe. At the end of the year, I'm looking forward to that. And then we got Ramon Sosa, who's coming back. Yeah, he barely played with his team after the injury that he suffered against Bolivia. But I do think he had his spot earned in the team. Uh, Maria wants to see Kaku and then a forward. That's it, Roberto. I mean, he's not going to change it up that much. We won against Bolivia. I think we got the team. That's why I think we can be positive. We can go with confidence to, to against Chile. And go with this kind of team with an offensive team. I don't think we're going to play like we did against Argentina, just waiting for them back there. No, no, no this is the kind of game we ha- this is the kind of game we have to show South America that we're ready to go head to head with anybody anywhere.
0: We-, we have to go on the offensive Maria. Like we we have no other choice. We need to go and get the win over there. We need to go in and-, and play. Uh, our game that we're so used to and the fact that we the one that we basically how we did against Bolivia, we need to score, we need to win. And I think that's that's a that's a must for us to to do it. So I mean, I, I don't know how you personally feel about that team that Fede had just mentioned. I think obviously the right back situation is probably my biggest fear is that you have someone like Rojas who isn't the best as a right back. You still have some choices, but again you don't really have any others as out there. But I think, yeah, like Fede had mentioned, I think if you go for the team that helped you win and you stay with that consistently ultimately it's going to hit off eventually
2: yeah definitely I I think that um when when the rosters came out um you look at it and you and and you see this is this is the most complete roster and complete team that we've had in a long time um you know we've had players that are actually Known to the team, you know what I'm saying. Like they they've had their history. They they played a little bit with the team. They're they they know each other. So in that sense, yeah, I, I I agree. This 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 team um has really good players this time around. Um, I like the roster that um that they put up together. Um, you know uh in the back like you know like you said we we're, we're always um uh, pretty sad because you know we're a defensive team. But yeah, I mean, for now that Garnero I think has figured out that we need to be scoring goals and and that's our that's our 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 um our motive you know we need goals we need um to to we need to move up on the table and then the only way to do it is to score goals so yeah, uh, um Garnero I think has been trying to figure out a team, but I think he's getting there. I think he's he's already figured it out and and, and I like that. Um, you know, it took him only a little bit. So that's that's great and and and, and, and it, it it creates a good future for the team as well and confidence.
0: And I think getting that confidence fed is gonna be important, especially heading into the next game against Colombia, which again, they as well are looking to obviously you know, try to qualify and be on a consistent form. They have to play Brazil first. They have to play Brazil at home before traveling to to Paraguay. So imagine they're gonna be. I'm imagining gonna go and try to go for that game and get the win there. And maybe we see a Colombia squad that's maybe exhausted, maybe not in the best form that we see, and that maybe puts us to an advantage as well. Because I'm looking at some of the stats real quick. Just going back on the Chile record, by the way, uh, ten games, four wins, five losses, one draw, forty three percent. So relatively. Even record, I'd say, you know, not the worst one, but the one against Colombia is the one that I'm more worried about, you know, 13 game, five wins, five losses, three draws, you know, our last win on (laughs) basically on uh, Paraguayan soil against Colombia. It's not been since 1997. So it's a long time that Paraguay have not been able to beat Colombia. Uh, in Asuncion, we've beaten them in in Colombia a long time, many times, but we haven't been able to do it here. It's been a while, so we need to break that. It's it's only necessary that we do; otherwise, we're just going to continue to fall con- back into into history yet again.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a really hard uh, match just because of all the quality players that they have playing in Europe. Especially, uh, Colombia has a whole bunch of those players, especially with Hamas. Uh, you know, being such an experienced player, and I do think he's still the number ten in this team. So you you you're gonna have to try to stop him. We're not gonna have a number ten. We're not gonna have Megui Amiron. So you're gonna have you're gonna wait for other players to also kind of step up in these games. And I do think it depends a lot on how well you do on the first match to see how many players you have to change for the second uh, game, right? Uh, in last combo round, we saw that you know we did an okay job against Argentina. So Ganero didn't change uh, the team that much. Uh, 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 for the second game against Bolivia. Just maybe put one, two more offensive kind of uh, players on, on the squad. But uh, I, I do think it's going to have to do a lot with how good you play against Chile to see how many players you, know, you change uh, for the game against uh, Colombia. But, you know, it could be an opportunity for players like Ernesto Caballero in the midfield. Uh, I do think he can come in for Matias Villasanti, for instance. I, I do think is looking uh, to try to maybe keep the the style of the play uh, uh, the playing style on the team and just bring in players that can that can that can do the job, you know and Néstor Caballero has done a really good job also for Libertad this season and he's back on top form. Nestor Jimenez might be another uh, player that has an opportunity for the first time twenty six years old and you know he's always, uh, sharing or he plays with Matias Espinosa in Libertad. So he might look for that relationship also on the pitch, maybe against Chile, maybe against Colombia. I do think he's called up and uh, I do think he might be used in, in, in an opportunity and look out for other players like Juan Cáceres. You mentioned him, uh, Roberto. I mean, uh, as a right back, he's probably the only one that, that you look and, and you see that he's different in the sense that he can attack through that side. And he's just 23 years old. He's got that spark. He's he's going to want that opportunity. So I, I think he might get some game time either on one of these two games. And, you know, being born from uh, parents that were born here in Paraguay, it's going to be very special to him coming back to the country. He's played only one friendly, so he's not uh, fully, I would say, say, adapted to the team. But it's going to be really good for him to get minutes and and take advantage of him. And the other name is Ivan Samon. Look out for this kid, especially after Miguel Almiron is injured guy because he plays on that spot. You know, he can play as a winger. He's just 21 years old. He plays alongside uh, Adam Barreiro in San Lorenzo. And I, I don't know, when he was just starting out, I, one of the things that caught my eye is everybody was calling him in Argentina the Paraguayan and Gareth Bale. I don't know if he's that good, but I want to see him. He's probably one of the new names. And he might uh, surprise a couple of people here in Paraguay. These are players that uh, people here in Paraguay don't know because they grew up in Argentina. They've made their whole career in Argentina, and they've been called up for the first time by Garnero.
0: Yeah, it's it's it really is going to be interesting to see how many of these players get going in this match. You know, and these two matches, I would say, because they are really must wins and. I think ultimately, it's we're going to have to ask from all of them to contribute. That's kind of the only thing we can do and we can ask for. So we'll have to wait and see. But, of course, to close it off here, it's time for predictions. Obviously, the ones that we see, Paraguay, obviously, going into this game against Chile. The last time that they did beat them was back in 2017. So it's been a while. The last time that they played, Chile were able to beat them convincingly. I'll go first. I don't know if I feel that confident, but I feel as if, though there's something there that this paraguay squad can finally get something that allows them to hopefully jump that hurdle and and for chile as bad as it seems for them i think this is where their kind of their process just goes down i think they're in for a surprise i would say and i'm gonna say one nil paraguay beats uh chile in this one fede what says you big game over then Santiago on thursday
1: yeah, for the first, for the first game, I, I, I'm thinking that we're going to start off better. I, I think we're going to score first, maybe even a couple of goals. But I do think that, you know, Chile with their fans are going to try to come back at us. And I think they're going to end up tying the match. I don't know why I see a tie here. You know, Chile ha- is going to have the pressure on them. They're going to have to try at least get something out of this game. So uh, I think we're going to start off better, but then they're going to tie. I, I see it.
0: Well, what's the score? You got 1-1, one, 2-2? One, two, two. What, what do you say? I'll go with 2-2. 2-2. Maria, what says you? We got one draw and one win. How are you feeling?
2: I'm going to go with a win as well against Chile. Um I don't know, I feel confident. I I think that um this team, like I said earlier, is very complete. Um you know, we might not have one of our main players Almirón, but I really do feel like, you know, like I said that he can be um replaceable. Um but you know and 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 especially against Chile, you know like like we were talking about, they're not they haven't been in their best form in the, in a couple, in a in a long time, so um you know maybe the maybe the um, the location might be a little bit of a, a tough thing for the team, you know um Chile is always difficult to travel to, but um, I do see a win, maybe a a two 0
0: 2-0. Okay, well, we're all we're we're all right across the board. We're divided here. Uh, the next game is against Colombia over there. Like I said beforehand, the last time that Paraguay were able to win against Colombia in a world qualifier was 1997. So it's been 26 years since that's happened. And I think Fede, going into this one, I'll, I'll go with my prediction as well. This is a really good Colombia side. This is a really good Colombia side. I think they're going to feel very energized, especially with Luis Diaz as well, who you know obviously has had to deal with a lot of stuff and you know i think they definitely want to get that kind of motivation to go back on on the front foot but honestly i think the streak still continues i think we're not going to win this one i'm going to say it's going to be one of those really tight games. paraguay colombia games are always tight i've, I've seen that recently you know it's very rare that we see one of the teams blow out each other be it paraguay or colombia but I do think it's going to be a tight one, um, which unfortunately doesn't really help us in a way, uh, especially we're coming off that win against Chile. I'm going to say 1-1 in this one, Paraguay, 1-1 against Colombia. What says you over the game in Asuncion?
1: Yeah, the record's not good against Colombia. You, you said that. Um, but, hey, I'm looking forward to this game. I, nobody really cares that we beat Bolivia at home, to be honest with you guys. I mean, that's a team, you know, everybody's expecting for you to beat. Uh, so this is the match we have to win at home. We got to get some momentum going with the fans also. So it's going to be a rough match. I think it's going to be a 1-0. And it's going to be, listen very closely, Roberto. Oscar Tacuara Cardoso coming in from the bench is scoring the 1-0 against
0: Colombia. Wow. Oh, my God. I You know, if, if that happens, Feather, and I'm saying it on the record so that you can remember... If that does happen, that Taquara scores the winner, I am buying you multiple steak dinners when I come to Paraguay. That is, I am saying that on the record right now. I'm taking that bet. I'm taking that bet. So, all right. Uh, Another situation for you, Maria. One draw, one win for both of us. What says you? Do you feel optimistic? Do you feel pessimistic? Can Taquara be the hero again against Colombia? What says you to close it out? We need to get something to finish the year off.
2: Um you know that would be ideal if Taquara does score um i think it'll be uh, one of those surprising things for for us but um against colombia i think we really have to see how colombia does against brazil um to really see what their mood is going to be like when they come to you know to to our field and um but i feel confident you know brazil has always been a tough team no matter who plays against them so I, I I think that you know going going to our our um to our, our field and, and and in Asuncion I think that that's gonna be um maybe like um another tough uh time for for Colombia because you know we always come out and we always show out to to big games like this one you know maybe Bolivia wasn't a convincing game for a lot of people but knowing that we're gonna play against Colombia I think a lot of people are gonna show up. So I think that that's gonna be um a win as well for us. Um, it might be a tough one, but I'm gonna go with two one.
0: I'm surprised no one's saying a loss. I feel a bit <laughs> worried that some that we're just gonna have one of the being,
2: worst. You're being pessimistic, Roberto.
0: <laughs> I, I always am. Well, this is what following the team does to you, especially recently. But yeah, I'd I'd love to be proven wrong and that we get that for all of us we get six points out of six from this one and we we were right in contention to to go and qualify for the World Cup. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be obviously a, an exciting game on Thursday. Definitely check it out. Obviously, not to mention, we have Brazil-Argentina happening in this window as well. So that's a big one to happen. I think it's right after the, the Paraguay-Colombia game. So obviously, hopefully, we might feel a bit happy that we can enjoy that game in peace if we do get the result. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it on Thursday. Looking forward to it on Tuesday against uh, Colombia. And yeah, hopefully we can close the year off as we always do here on Want Any Vision, we'll talk about the fallout, the happiness, hopefully the happiness uh, here as we uh, close out another great episode, another preview episode, the last one of the year, of course, until we go back in September to talk about it. As we close it out here for myself, Roberto Rojas, Felipe Perez, and Maria Britos, thank you so much for listening in. See you soon.